Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights, broadcasting live from Dallas. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you. We got off to a fantastic uh, start this morning. I think this is going to be no exception. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast the Grand Poobah, the man who is in charge of the entire operation, uh, and a wonderful gentleman. You're going to look forward to visiting with him with a company called Opango, Mr. Tom Allen. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm uh, really looking forward to discussing this with you guys. Now, uh, can you share Opango? How'd that name come about? You know, I'm glad you asked because now you are 100% of everyone asking where that name came from. Exactly. I've been involved in several startups. And so when this one came along, what we needed to know was we have a name that's easy to say, easy to remember, and gives you flexibility around what you do. So we did what most people don't do. We hired a naming company. Did you? Yeah, we spent about three months with them. Wow. And uh, the thing is, what's happened since then, we've been at this about 10 years. I've never had someone not ask me where it came from, and I've never had anyone forget the name of our company. And that's what you were trying to accomplish in the first place. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if if, you know, if we. I thought it was going to be your favorite hunting dog or something. That's what. (laughs) Well. You know, that might be a way better story because the story I have is pretty bland, but, the, but you get right down to it. I knew I had it right when we had a meeting in downtown Dallas's chamber with a, uh, the gentleman who reported directly to Rick Perry, the governor back then. Right. You know, busy with him like I'm busy with you. About a year later, I'm in a big entrepreneurial thing and I see him across the room and he says, Hey, Tom, how's old Pango going? I knew right then we had, the right winner. we had a winner. Yeah, we'd done Was the right that the first time you used the naming? agency yeah, yeah it is so so you rec- t- that's a good tip there's a ceo tip i'm telling <laughs> you uh well when you you know in my history when entrepreneurs make up the name of their own company uh-huh. and you walk into an office to meet someone and you say i'm here with whatever and the receptionist cannot say the name of the company that's back not good right you you've not done or it. you've done it like it's uh gcs inc right, right. it's like okay well, it, with the exceptions of like IBM, uh, you never want your name to be so hard to say that people reduce it to three-letter acronyms. You know? <laughs> right. So those are the two big tips. And I got to tell you, I mean, just based on my ex- personal experience with it, it's probably the most important thing you do when That's you start right. your own company. But, and people just do remember it. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. Now, can you share a little bit what you guys are up to? How do you help folks? What we have is a, a couple of things. We have a branded uh, learning management system. So when our customers need to deliver their training in an online environment and and they typically do not have their own staff of people and they they need somebody to help them with it. Mm -hmm. We have a a learning management system that we can uh, go and brand it into and make it a plug into their website so that when, you know, essentially somebody goes to their main website and they see a training button, they click on it. One of our sites comes up that looks like their site. And then we also have the, uh, you know, like any other LMS, you know, we have the, the student tracking and testing and right. certificates and surveys and all those kinds of things. And probably when you say, how do you help them? Uh, a lot of people we talk to are just not familiar with that. For instance, the term uh, learning management system, you guys probably know that very well. I'm surprised at the people that don't really, you know, even know what that is. So I usually say that we deliver your online training. 
uh-huh. and they kind of know what that is. <laughs> but, uh, and then if I say something like, if you ever take driver's ed online, they'll go, well, yeah, I have. So are you in the driver ed business? I'm, well, <laughs> so I don't know. I, we, that's kind of what we do. We try to educate them first on what the system does right. and how it does it and, uh, and then how it's going to help them and delivering their results. So now your first customers, I mean, your customers, this is the first time they've ever used this themselves or done within their company? Usually they don't, they haven't had one, uh, with the exception of one customer who through a, uh, history of acquisitions had they, they 11, inherited. right. They had like 11 LMSs. And all of them were in varying degrees of, of uh, kind of content. And what they wanted to do was collapse it all into one, which wasn't hard. That's not the hard part. The hard really? Part that is, wasn't the hard part? No. I mean, uh, the, uh, the hard part, well, depending <laughs> on what you mean by that, the hard part was the all the content that's all in all these varying right. shape, shapes and and getting all that, I mean, that was a, but they had their own staff to do a lot of the content development. And the hard part would be telling, you know, seven brother-in-laws, we're not going to be working with y'all anymore. <laughs> we're going down to one company. Right. <laughs> well, you know, that actually helped me sort out one of the things that we do. Uh, one of their companies actually, when you, they did the content for you, uh, they actually owned the content after the fact. So when you wanted them to go update it, oh, you got to write them another check. Oh, yeah, huge. Yeah. So one of the things we make clear with our customers is we do not take possession or ownership of their intellectual property. <laughs> wow. I, mean, uh, I want to hire that sales guy that figured out yeah, a way really? to <laughs> believe me. You know, I think you're right. We need to find that guy. Uh, but you know, I, I just make real clear with them. We don't own or take possession of your intellectual right. property. I mean, we're, you're, we're here to help you or exactly. do whatever you need us to do, but not hold you hostage. So once we actually turn and publish their course into a, a, a an e-course and we put it up on the site, you know, we give it to them or at least make sure they understand they have access to it, right. you know, and then, if they need to make changes to it, we do that as a, as a work for hire, but we don't say, well, uh, <laughs> do you want that back? Do you want that back? Oh, you want to use that again? You want to use that again? You know, that's not, you know, that's going to be another $15,000. So. so I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but my sense is you're long enough in the tooth that e-learning, learning management systems was probably not the first thing that you did in your career. What's, what's the backstory here? That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I've been in Dallas uh, most of my career. I did spend a little time in Atlanta and in uh, Boston, but most of my career has been in telecom. Mm-hmm. And you probably all know telecom. Richardson was the telecom corridor. Right, and it's right. all gone now. But I have, through an unbelievable set of circumstances, had the the rare opportunity to do be the one of the first companies that did uh, digitize the AT&T network from analog to digital. So we digitized... Uh, American Airlines is wow. one of our first customers. Uh, I've been involved in RF modeling and and uh, RF network management when RF when cell phones were just becoming on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been involved in prepaid wireless and prepaid calling cards back when those were just brand new. Man, you can't um, hold a job, can you? I can't. I can't hold a job. <laughs> and then that's what we've learned. So unbe- <laughs> unbelievably, I got involved in a. a in Wi-Fi, uh, voice over IP, and, mm-hmm. and uh, with a company that was doing uh, uh, the very first classified feature server, if that makes any sense to you. About so, and but nowadays, Wi-Fi, uh, voice over IP phones, those are commonplace. Right. right. Back then, they were, you know, they was all new. I was right. And we were probably early in the market. 
I know. And then after that, I got involved in Wi-Fi gateways. And, it, and if you remember back when Starbucks was the first com- place where you could go in there with your phone and have I, Wi-Fi. Right, right, right. Well, I was at a company developing Wi-Fi gateways. And what you can do with those gateways now is you know how you can just walk and go anywhere. Right. And your phone seamlessly roams and all right, that Right. It goes to the next one. You know what? And I didn't plan all that. But looking back on it, it says, my goodness. I mean, really, how could lucky, how could lucky get one guy get? You know? <laughs> so why am I doing this? Well, I was sitting in my office one day thinking, okay, what's the next thing I want to do? It really kind of started with, I want to make, I want to make money on the internet by, in transactions. So like in, in our deal here, for the most part, if you're selling content, we make our money on transactions. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes in and buys your e-course, we get paid at the point of sale and you get paid at the point of sale. And so you, you win when they win earlier. When I first had this thing, I, we had this idea of, we had the merchant account. Nobody likes that. (laughs) They'd say they want the merchant account. I didn't like that. So we (laughs) dreamed up this idea that, okay, we both have merchant accounts and this, and it does the revenue split at the point of sale. So I don't have to call you and say, where's my money. Right. And you don't call me and say, where's my money. And everybody smiles just like that. (laughs) That's right. Nice. (laughs) I like that a lot. So then it just kind of, uh, in most startup companies, you never really end up doing what you started out to do. Uh, it just kind of morphed into this idea that you're, you're selling people's e-courses and, and in time, uh, you know, that's just the the whole thing of that is just exploding, Mm -hmm. you know, and now people are contacting us and I've got, well, and I'm not sure. And I said, well, look, you better get sure because everybody's doing it (laughs) and you know, we're here to help you do it. And uh, that's the sales presentation he teaches his uh, new sales recruits. (laughs) 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 You better get sure. Well, I'm telling you, I, uh, you know, well, they're so uncertain and they're just pensive about it. Yeah. Uh, earlier in one of my careers, I learned that, you know, the best thing to do is they've just got to get confidence that you're the person who's going to help them do something they don't know anything about. Right. And so that's. So is the phone ringing though? Is that, or, or do you have some uh, structured marketing approach to go out and educate the market or is it a little bit of both? Uh, it's a little bit of both. We have a, you know, social media strategy and websites and things like that. But I got to tell you, most of what happens for me, customers, their first question is, well, who have you, who like us have you done this with? Right. So what I found is the most successful thing for us to do is to, like in aviation, I go to all the aviation events and I just essentially walk in and cold call you. But here's what we do from a social media point of view. And I, I, I can't even believe how well this works. I walk into your booth, I talk to you for a few minutes, and then I so say- So you don't have a booth. You're just an oh, attendee. I don't, I don't ever have a booth. <laughs> You're an attendee. I'm an attendee. And I say, well, hey, since we've talked, may I take a photograph of you in your booth and let me promote your business on our Facebook page, right. our LinkedIn page, and they always say yes. Right. Yeah. And then you go in there and you like their page. They come back and like your page. Next thing you know, all their customers are liking your page and you're liking their page. Next thing it just blows up. So like we went to the NBA, That I don't mean- basketball the national business aviation show in las vegas i took maybe 50 pictures right we had three thousand people visit our web based on statistics you know during that show and if you go on statistics even though this sounds strange i mean you guys are probably in sales too you go visit a thousand people that you think might be a customer right you are hitting them out of the park if you actually turn two of them right right. absolutely so I, I think in that respect, we're kind of hitting them out of the park. But on the other hand, you know, you're, do I sit by the phone sometimes? It's not ringing. You know? 
<laughs> kind of wish somebody would call. But no, I hope I hope the marketing folks are out there listening. That that's the way to work a trade show, oh, right? I'm telling you, <laughs> I am telling you. I uh, and that's exactly. I it's the only way for me. Um, when I go to trade shows, and we not we didn't come here to talk about trade shows. What I see is a lot of times they have a booth in there with their employees or their or their rental employees, right? And they're sitting in the booth. You know, texting and texting playing, and uh, checking Angry and, Birds. And I'm like, right. okay, <laughs> playing Angry Birds. And uh, I'm out working the deal. <laughs> right. But exactly. I'm motivated. It's my company. Exactly. So I'm working the deal. You, gotta, you have people that you're responsible for. Right. So now, um, when you're, let's talk about your customers. So when they're coming and using your um, kind of platform, what's it like kind of when you onboard them and teach them how to do it? Go back to this. Uh, our define our best customers. And I know I've met them when they're very good at something, but web applications is not what they're good at. Right. Okay. The first thing that happens is they're really a little uh, unsure around what the system does and how it's going right. to work. So the first thing we do is we launch the system and we and they have admin privileges to their own site because it's their site. Right. The way I do it is I say, look, you've got first level support. So you answer the phone the first time. If you don't understand what's going on, then you have to call me. We do second level support. But what, mm -hmm. here's what happens. It usually takes about three or four months. People call up. And in my experience so far, and it just drives me crazy sometimes, their first salvo is this thing is broke. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's not them. Uh, <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. So my customer, since web apps is not their primary uh, mission in life, they go, oh, it's broke. We need <laughs> right. to we need to call Opango. Right, right. And I've done so much of this, I, I almost can just tell it in the first sentence that, you know, it's not really broke. Because honestly, yeah. sometimes it is, right? I mean, sometimes. Yeah, of it, course. Technology, right? But uh, so this usually, so they'll, they'll call up and say it's broke. They'll call me. I'll figure out what it is. And then I'll write them a long email about, okay, here I talked to this person. Here's what they said. And here's what the issue was. And here's how you answer that in the future. And a lot, and most of the time that just settles it because they, they just don't really understand how the internet is working necessarily. Right. And the other thing though, shouldn't it probably shouldn't have been an education for me, but it sort of is. Do you have any idea how many variants there are of desktops and oh, right. OSs? And, and they're, if they didn't update their, their, um, operating system, oh, it's, you know, they, they've got these things and they're so different. You know, you've got to be able to understand all of it well enough to be able to talk to them cogently on the phone. And now, mm -hmm. and then, then the other thing is, of course, they got these. Now they got iPads, and now they got right. these little mobile devices. And their phone, and right. And uh, so, keeping up with all that, I will tell you the difference between browsers is I, that's just the, been the bane of our existence. Right. Trying to make hmm. your your application run on multiple browsers and act the same way. And right. I don't know if you, how much you guys get involved in that, but. Well, a little bit. I mean, for I mean, it's really fascinating to some degree right now. We're broadcasting live right. to anybody out on the right. planet that has access and, and knows where to go and, and look. And we're recording it. Right. And I'm watching to make sure that everything, I mean, there's a lot right. going on here on this one little I know, table, I, right? I, you know, I can see that. I, I'm sitting there looking at all that. And the whole opera comes together because of me. It's got nothing to do with Lee. Lee <laughs> right. just talks. Right. Okay. Okay. I got you. <laughs> so you can imagine, I mean, I, sometimes I think I'm not really in the LMS business. I'm in the answering the phone business. <laughs> right. Yeah, customer service. And, uh, and helping people with their own marketing strategies. You know? Right. Sometimes people get at one of our sites and, and they think of it as like, okay, this is the silver bullet I've been waiting on. Right. And they think I'm somehow going to promote it and it's going to just work. And I, and I have to say, look, 
you've got to go to your website and you've got to put a button on there <laughs> that click it goes to this thing and, right, and you've right. got to promote this so they'll be sending out newsletters and and all that you know how people are doing a lot of that nowadays right but they won't mention anything about the fact the thing that so i'll right. call them up and i'll say well, <laughs> hey and, uh, that's great you're doing this part but, okay. you, but you might want to add do you help them like give them a button like here this is some buttons that well we you, I mean, where no, does your they, job they, begin and theirs begin? They've got their own website. So right. what I will talk to them about is kind of best practices, kind of best practices, what other people do. And right. unfortunately, I have customers that that I can show them. Here's how somebody else did it. Right. And uh, and you can give them a camera and a list of trade shows. You give them the, the Tom <laughs> Allen methodology <laughs> for yeah. marketing. Right? Trade show marketing. <laughs> I, I tell you. It's a it's a bit of a detractor, but a lot of people come to me and want to know. Well, how do I do my LinkedIn page? How do I do my? I bet they do. I want to come to you. I See? want to have a whole separate meeting <laughs> right. on marketing. And that's exactly right. And so uh, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook are simple once you kind of know how. But if you don't know how, right, it's a mystery. Right, and, it's a foreign language. Right, and it's a mystery for a lot of people. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that actually answered your question, but it uh, didn't. But it was pretty. It, 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 it was fun to talk about. So one thing I like, I would like to dive into a little bit about is, you know, where do you where do you start? Because it seems like it would be that that first course or two, you know, getting it developed, getting yeah. it put on there. Walk, walk us through that part of the engagement. Well, if you would. so here's here's what they've done is uh, usually they've delivered something in a classroom. Their first thing is, I just want to stick these slides up on and right, make it into and that's e my course. And I'm like, well, that's great, but here's right. what you have to completely understand. In a classroom, you have people who can ask you questions and interact with you. Right. But on your e-course, they're going to be sitting at their desk all by themselves or late Well, at you're night hoping their it's their desk. It could be their phone while they're in line somewhere. Right. Or, and, and going back to the discussion about millennials, a lot of them don't really understand that that's exactly what they're going to do is they're going to get their phone out. So I'll say, look, here's what you got to do. And this is my advice. I'm not sure everybody follows it, but I'll say, look, the first thing you got to do is think nowadays everything is mobile. Right. So, so kind of a mobile first strategy. Yes. You like mobile that? Mobile first. I like that. Yeah. A lot. He read gonna, that on a plane you're or steal something. that? I was going <laughs> to say that. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, right here. Right here. Don't it. Let's right say right mobile there. first. Mobile yeah, first. that's all right. <laughs> okay, I'll give you okay. credit. Okay. He's going to give me credit. <laughs> well, so you take a slide deck that's great even on the desktop mm -hmm. uh, or even on an iPad, it doesn't look great on a mobile device. So I say, okay, the first thing you, I want you to do is this. I want you to simplify this thing down or, or we can do it for you so that you have less on each slide, uh, but maybe more slides. And what I encourage them to do then is, is I'm trying to just help them kind of get there is you do that and then you make some sort of voiceover for it. And then I say, get it out to your constituents like that. And then what we need to do once it's up and running and everybody kind of sees how it works, then let's get back to do you need to put in some animations? Do you need to put in something that right. makes it a lot more So just effective? do a basic one right. first, kind of a first right. iteration of this thing. So they got to get past the delivery. If you're sitting here and you're me and, and uh, I'm thinking you're going to have to put this out there and you got to do a marketing campaign and you've got to right. do all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a lot more interested in you getting that engine running than having you spend untold thousands on well some and really the, cool it's overwhelming too. and it's right. too hard and it's right. it's not right. so like what's your like number of slides is there like you you tell them to shoot for 20 slides or i would 20 or 30 would be great most right. people try to I, I think they hit kind of in the 50 some people try to go for 
like 150 right, like or 500. Right, like it's an encyclopedia. Right. right. And, and I'm like, you know. Uh, and a millennial wants small chunks yes. quickly in and out. All right. right, but this doesn't have to put the good stand-up trainer person out of business. Th no. These things don't have to compete, right? They can help each other, yeah? Yes. Yeah. You're a genius. Here's, <laughs> here's what. Uh, Wait, let's make sure you recorded that. Okay. <laughs> that is, I got that. I will just go ahead and stipulate genius. Uh, that question and the mobile first are probably the two biggest things that we deal with right now. And here's what happened. For a long time, and probably even still today, people argue about whether it's either online or it's instructor-led, which is best, and they argue about it. About three years ago, I'm at a chief learning officer breakfast here in Dallas, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, you know, these people all know each other. I'm just kind of a, you know, an attendee. Some guy who is a PhD in e-learning and right. education and all that kind of stuff, who I can reach out and touch, stands <laughs> up and says the most important thing I think I've ever heard. He said... In a classroom, there's three people that are upset. He says, there's the novice. They're upset because the instructor's teaching over their head. Right. The genius is upset because it's being taught below their current right. level of understanding. And the professor's upset because they have to teach at a, some lower level. So his proposal was this. Make them take the online course first. Now the novice hmm. is up, the professor's up, and the genius is getting new information that they didn't have before and now they're happy right and for people who have done this they have shown that the effectiveness of their training is significantly higher because they've made them take the online course first and then the uh and then the instructor-led course so when you when you kind of get over it it's not one or the other it's kind of both right those people i think have really hit something and i do a lot of you know we were talking about earlier about how to help our customers I'm working with one right now and that's, and I basically went through what I just got through saying and they, they completely get that that's exactly what they got to do. Right. It's and not or. It is. That's exactly right. And You're going to so, steal that too. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to steal that too. Okay. I can see you. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in a room with a genius here. I like this. I like this. But having the online too, it, it strikes me as something that it provides for more diligent documentation. Cause yeah. like some of the training you're delivering is stuff that you do that's good for the people and it's going to help you right. build a stronger company. But in these larger companies, some of the training you do, you got to do it by law and you got to write down somewhere that you oh, did right, it. You, right. does, so does online training, does it help in getting that documented and stuff? It does. In fact, I have found is that uh, you have to imagine yourself in a courtroom and there's a lawsuit going on. The question of, well, what training did this person have? Well, instructor-led training... It may be great, but there's a he said, she said. Right. I we covered that. I didn't like, understand. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> well, so now you can bring your laptop into the courtroom and you just show it to the judge. Say, here it is. Right. Yeah. Here it I is. I like that. And uh, I do. Our company has uh, one. Uh, I don't know if this is a great or a, or a terrible story, but we had we had somebody uh, win in court. Oh, but wow. The, but here's what happened. The judge called our customer up and said, hey, uh, here's what you need to do. So they called us up. We made the changes, and no one has beat them in court since. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like check a box every time you turn right. a page yeah. or something. Yeah, that's right. And well, it wasn't that. It was they—they they were not really clear on the, as I recall, the consequences of what happened or something uh -huh. like that. But uh, the other thing that you mentioned is—is is this? Let's imagine that you're uh, in a situation where you're doing instructor-led training, and you've been doing it for a long time. 
and your instructors, you look at them, you go, you know what? There's only about five or six years left in these guys, right? They're going to be retiring and they're in doing and all this, that. And it's all in their intellectual head. capital. And they're going to walk out that door. They're going to walk out that door and retire and it's all gone. Yeah. So creating, getting your instructors and all your uh, subject matter experts together and creating these e-courses, it's a lot about how you document legacy data and right. information that would be lost if the that particular instructor walked out right. the door. We call it the hit by a bus uh, plan. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. If you get hit yes, by a bus, exactly. Even if they're not retiring, if something, if something happens, that's smart. Right. Well, see, what instructors in instructor-led classes do, not that the three of us would do this, even if we have a slide <laughs> deck, we might embellish. We might say, you know, this is what the slide deck says, but, you know, let me tell you about my, my personal right. Exactly. Well, I know what I would do. I was talking to Tom Allen the other day. Right. We were on the show, and, you know, he, he was talking about this trade show thing. I got to I gotta add right. a bullet. I'm telling you, uh, that trade show thing could not work better. <laughs> <laughs> now that, I'm stealing. <laughs> you go right ahead. Please do. So when you're sitting down with folks, uh, it sounds like, like many CEOs yeah. who have built it, you're, you know, you wear all these different hats. And a lot of times right. it's the hat of sharing the value proposition, the business right. model. And it sounds to me like you've just laid out a, 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 a ton of stuff. I mean, you're, you're helping them expand their reach. You're, right. you're, they're lowering their expenses. Right. It's, just, it's just, can you, can you kind of walk us through that before we wrap just so that, so that we give our folks out there just a basic picture of how and why you need to make this part of your right. Well, E-learning has got to be part of got, your, it's got to be. There are two scenarios that I think for us has been probably the best case studies. One is imagine an association that does classroom training in the what we call the lower 48 every three months, every year, and they've been doing it for 30 years. Right. That, but they have constituents outside the lower 48. They also have people who are just not able to come to the classroom because they move it to a different city. So they take their their all this in material and they turn it into online courses now they and, and they create instructors that are local so now i can go take the online course anytime i want to mm -hmm. and i look up on a directory and find a local instructor and take the, the more advanced instructor right. and anytime i want to now instead of being in the lower 48 they're in alaska they're in hawaii they're in europe they're in south america and they're in right. australia okay so and and the thing is, since it's all online, the initial cost of turning into online courses was the upfront expense. Right, right. you do it once, but right. you can you do use it once it forever. and right. it's done forever. Mm -hmm. And and the best part is, if you need it up to update it, you update it, and it's just updated all over the world. Right. I mean, it's done instantly, right, right? So you don't need DVDs and books and all that kind of stuff because those things require inventory. The other thing, and it, and this is a, probably the most interesting, is so I run into a consultant who's got a. a you know, one person consultancy and they, they're working with CEOs and the CEOs goes, I love this stuff. I need you to deploy this to my organization. They go, how many people you have? And they go, I got 10,000. <laughs> well, now, you can't get there right, from here. A, right. So a lot of people in terms of developing their brand and, and actually increasing their business, <clears throat> instead of doing DVDs and, and all this and, and everything, they create these online courses so that the employees can take these things in an online way and then maybe they can come in and hand, instead of going one-on-one -on -one, they can have you know classroom full of people and they can actually significantly increase the number of people they have reached to right. by, by having an online presence so so that's one of the markets you serve with that kind of the yeah. solopreneur consultant yeah I, I have several of those and and what they do by the way just what it's worth and i think this is genius a lot of their courses are just video Mm -hmm. They got little snippets of all their things and they, and they have a, 
you know, turn one of their bedroom closets into a little studio. Right. <laughs> Do and, some voiceover. Uh, right. And, you know, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, this is another one of my things. There's nothing wrong with making a YouTube-ish video and see how it plays. And then if you know what, if it's there a barn burner, right. go down here to uh, yeah, you know, Imaginuity or somewhere. Right, and do it, make it real professional, right? Right. And I, there's a woman, I don't know her, but I saw her on a thing called Video Jug. And her videos are really pretty pedestrian. But she got them all working. And then she went to a place called Lightspeed VT. And if you look at them on there, it's the same words. Right. But suddenly they're very professionally done. Yeah. They're they're mm. outstanding. But she didn't waste the money on all of them. She just, she knew. Exactly. Kind of did the she market test. Exactly. <laughs> but video, see, you can go do a video of yourself. On and, my phone. And once, right. yeah, and once you get it right, then go hire the videographer. Exactly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, right. I think that's great. A so, lot of wisdom here. Uh, so where can our listeners go to more, uh, go learn, learn more? more? Uh, they can just go to our website, opango.com, and uh, everything that we do is on there and how they can reach us and talk to us. Is See, all there. that's another benefit of his naming strategy, Opango. I know. That was probably, you, get the, you get the URL it's for not that. not like you're competing. That, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> right, There's right. a lot of wisdom here. I would encourage folks, um, I hope you're okay with this. I would definitely do all that, but if you can get this guy on the phone, just have a conversation with oh. me. You're just chock full of really good ideas for running a successful company. Well, you know, I, here's the thing is once – you get the benefit of me having talked to dozens and dozens of companies right. doing this. You know, I just bring all that to you. You don't have to go figure it all out yourself. And, and, and I like doing that. I mean, I'm, if nothing else, I, I, I like talking about it and I like helping people out with it. Well, you do. And it, it certainly shines through. This has been a, a blast. Thanks so much for coming down and visiting and, and let's do this again and oh, some more. I'd man. be glad to. I, I got several topics that I'd like to talk about around just like even mobile first. That's a whole topic. All by yeah, We itself. could do a whole segment on that. You could do a whole segment yeah. on that. So I appreciate you guys having me down here. I, uh, I enjoyed visiting with you this morning. It's been a blast. Well, we're delighted to do it and we really will do it again. Thanks so much, man. Oh, you're welcome. Thank all you. right. We'll be back in a few from Dallas. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.